You are listening to the Project Mayhem podcast with Lawrence Tam, the six foot Asian man with his spiky hair who can't drive a stick shift but can drive tons of traffic online. Your host, Lawrence Tam. You are listening to the Project Mayhem podcast where you can build a business even part time. You are listening to podcast number 16. Show notes will be at lawrencetam.net slash podcast 16. Hey guys, this is Lawrence Tam, and I got a special guest today, and uh, he's he's one of these special cats that you know doesn't really you know conform to what's average or what's normal, and he has some really good uh, just examples of how he's grown his business and how he's done. I mean, multiple six figures in, in his business um, through a home business and doing a lot of internet marketing and, and coaching. Um, I want to bring out my man. Avram Gonzalez. Avram. Yo. What's up, my man? Hey, I'm excited to be here, brother. Just just getting the chance to share with people some stuff that can can radically transform their business the way that it has for us. Yeah, man. I mean, like it's kind of funny because like, you know, we're we're similar yet we're different. And I, I believe with our with the audience that's listening to this, you know, they're gonna get a lot out of, you know, kind of how you teach, what you focus on. Cause some of the stuff you were talk, talking to me about different levels and you know how, how people think. It's such a different way of approaching a, a target audience and customer. And I'm more like, you know, I'm, I'm more direct. You know, I'm more like, what do they exactly want? And this is what they do. But you're, you know, you came with a different angle, and that's something that you know, I wanted to bring you out and, you know, actually teach. Um, so I'm gonna give you the floor, and you know, just kind of tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, and you know, and lead into, you know, what you're gonna teach us today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just to let just to let you know, like if you're listening right now, uh, what I want to share with you, and, and Lawrence and I'm going to bounce back and forth a little bit here, is is definitely like the foundational point of of your marketing and getting any sort of message out into the world. If you don't recognize this, you're going to wonder why you're struggling a lot. You're going to wonder why you know nobody's responding to the advertisements and the and the stuff that you're putting out there. Uh, you're going to wonder why. You know, people aren't buying in the quantities that you would like them to buy of your product and service. So if you've ever experienced sort of like spinning your wheels around getting your stuff out there and getting people to buy it, there's a good chance that we're going to address um, some stuff today that's at the core uh, of what you're struggling with. And, uh, you know, a little bit about a little bit about me. I actually got started on the Internet in like 2010. And it's just a really funny thing. I got started because I was... Uh, looking to really change, like change my life. Like I wasn't thinking about making money on the internet um, or building a business. I just wanted to change my life because I came out of a situation where um, I had like a loss of purpose. I'd finished up college. I couldn't find a job and I really didn't know like what I was going to do next. And I just had this like sinking feeling and I felt really stuck in the summer of 2009. And uh, I realized that it was, it was because I wasn't growing anymore. You know, and so I just seen these people do stuff on the internet. I've seen them market like law of attraction, which is something that I'm into and I can identify with. And they were doing it all through like video marketing and Facebook and content marketing and blogging, you know, and I kept, and I I was tuning in and they kept telling, you know, telling me, you know, um, content is king. You got to build great content. And if you can do that, people will buy whatever you have to sell. And I was like, well, that's cool. Um, I want to learn this, this online stuff because I can see it's like the future even if I don't have anything to sell yet. So I actually picked up a video camera and I made a New Year's resolution in 2010 to, uh, to do something brand new every single day that I'd never done before. That way I could like get out of my comfort zone on a day-to-day basis. right? Because I talked about how I felt stuck because I wasn't growing anymore. 
Well, I knew that if I got out of my comfort zone all the time, I would grow a lot and like really fast. And so I started putting videos up on YouTube and like it, it, it blew my mind how many people responded to it and how big of like a tribe and a following that I grew um, just by doing a project that was, that was all, it was for me, man. It was for me to, uh, to experience new levels of growth in my life. And uh, ever since then, man, I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't looked back in the sense that I learned all these skill sets for reaching people in a different way. And now when it comes to actually earning a full-time income on the internet, uh, it's been a lot easier because of the path that I've already gone down in learning how to become a good communicator um, and also really owning the fact that I come from a different space where I used to do a lot of, and I still do a lot of, you know, personal coaching. Um, whether it's around like people and like the relationships, me and my partner Nikki, we work closely together in multiple different businesses. You know, help, helping people work through like the relationship stuff. We've done like big classes and teleclasses like that, um, and all the way over to like how to build a home business on the internet while being yourself. So huge range and variety of things that that we've done. We spent a lot of years broke trying to figure it out, and really hit the jackpot recently within the last um, two years or so, sort of like figuring out. Um, how to make a sizable income on the internet, not taking up all your time. And what's really important to us is, is also doing it in a way that uh, is with integrity and so, can honor let, you being yourself. Let's scoot back a little bit. So you had this project back in 2010 to do something new for 30 days, every day doing something new. What, what, like, what was an example because you had such high engagement with that? What, was, yeah. what were you doing? Well, actually it was for an entire year. An entire year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, for an entire year. So I did like over 250 videos in in a year, and I started. I it took a lot of my time, right? While I was going to college and grad school and working almost full time at my dad's dry cleaner in 2010. Uh, yeah, I, I started condensing episodes, right? So I would film like three days worth of content, and then I put it in one episode because it just became a lot. But I did all sorts of stuff. I did like. Um, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen for the first time. I did, um, you know, I went to like the Millionaire Mind Intensive for the first time and I, and I, uh, I did like the money jars exercise and I shared that with people. Um, I did things like um, here in Colorado, we have these things called 14ers, right? Mountains that are over 14,000 feet. And it's just kind of like, like, kind of like a big thing for people that are into the outdoors here. And so I went up, um, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning. I wanted to go to the top of one of these mountains and capture a sunrise on video. And what I captured was like, you know, freaking amazing, you know, the sun coming up through the clouds and evaporating all of them at five in the morning. You know what I mean? It was like, it was so cool. I did stuff like that. I, I got to speak on TEDx for the first time, which was a lifelong dream. I made TEDx. A, a ten- can, can you explain what Ted, what, what the Ted talks are in TEDx is? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like the Ted talks, I, I don't know where they do them, but it's basically like they get really inspiring people that have, ideas that can change the world, whether it's technological, educational, or like, is the word is deep, like development. I don't remember, but they have these great talks that they record and put up on YouTube. And it's a big convention. I think they do in in California every year and thousands of people come to it and you get information from some of the best speakers and most inspiring thought leaders in the world. And so I'd always watch these videos, you know, and wanted to be a TEDx speaker at some point. Well, then they started franchising out the whole TED thing. So then they did TEDx. So like, you know, they had like TEDx Denver and TEDx Houston, right? And there's all these little satellite events that, that go around and, and somebody actually saw one of my crazy videos that we were talking about and said, hey, Abram, I want you to come talk about this inspiration 
thing that you did in 2010 where you did something new every day. I want you to come and talk about that and how it changed your life and how it can change other people's lives at a TEDx event here in Denver. So that's what TED and TEDx are. That's, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wild because I'll go to like the, the, like the art walk, like the Friday art walks and stuff here in Colorado. And uh, people will be like, oh, dude, are you that guy that blah, blah, blah. Because I shot a lot of location-specific videos you know, in my year, whether it was up in the high country, in the mountains, or, you know, down in Denver, you know, doing one activity or another. Like when I ate a seven pound burrito, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Seven pound, as heavy as a baby. <laughs> yeah, straight up, straight up. Yeah, it was like, it was on Man versus Food. And uh, I saw this episode and I was like, holy crap, that restaurant's here in Denver. I'm going to make my video around that. So, so yeah, it was like it's like I I had like a mini armadillo inside my belly, and uh, I didn't have to eat for like twenty three or twenty six hours after that. It was insane. That is the most funny thing: a baby yeah. armadillo in the belly. It's got like <laughs> it's got like thirty thousand views on YouTube now, you know. And uh, I guess people like watching people eat. So I mean, I, I guess people who like my, like myself, you know, let's say a couple years ago when I was in a cubicle. You're the guy I would watch just because it's so different, right? And yeah, and like how did I mean? How did you know or where or how you're going to monetize or make money from like YouTube videos? How did you go from YouTube videos to I think you made I don't know a couple hundred thousand dollars um, in like less than two years? How did that even like where, where did that come from? And I know you had a process and you have like the step system you wanted to touch on, but how did that yeah. that bridge come about? Well, that, that's a good question because I, I made absolutely like – well, not absolutely zero but cl- close to zero dollars on the internet my first year because it wasn't the focus of what I was doing. you know. Um, but what I found was by me making all these videos, people started asking me for, hey, can you make videos for me? Or, hey, how are you getting so many views on your videos? Can you help me market what I already have? You know, and so I learned a lot about marketing in general just doing this stuff. And it's like, well, if you look out there in the marketplace, every business could do a better job at marketing. So the first one of the first things I did was I, I became a like a social media consultant because I got really good at using Facebook and blogs and the different social networks to get like my stuff out there. So I learned a lot about that. So I started teaching other people how to do that. And so I would do like local workshops. Um, I would do some one-on-one coaching. I still do some of that stuff too. And, um, so it, it really evolved from there. Um, you know, and, and I, I managed to, to, you know, create a full-time business coming out of college, uh, out of grad school, instead of going and putting on the suit and tie, I think I managed to earn like 60 or $80,000 my first year out of school. Um, which was way more than my, my peers were making, but I, it was just ignorance on fire. Like people wanted what I had and I just came up with prices for it. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work. And uh, I, I learned my way to the top. Um, but ultimately like, I was still tied to my time. So, you know, my time equaled my income, however many people I could serve and help. It was all dependent on that. Right. And so it wasn't until like, you know, a year and a half ago or so that we actually like plugged into a system where you know we didn't, we weren't responsible for creating all the products, right? Um, we just knew that we had a mission, me and my partner Nikki, that there's a lot of really talented, cool people in the world that are coaches and consultants and trainers and change makers, and and yeah, we're we're a little bit weird, we're a little bit wild, we're a little bit wacky, 
you know, we'll, we'll work with healers, you know, and yogis and people that are really into spirituality. Like that's kind of like where we come from, right? Is that coaching environment. And people have this like crazy gift trapped inside of them because they have no idea how to market. And so it's been our mission teaching people like that how to market. And we've made a business out of that, right? And we have a, a suite of products that we're able to sell and deliver to people that teach them exactly how to do that. And that's how we actually started really, really making a great income online was, was by having a set of products that directly address the issues of this specific market. And I think we're going to touch on this here in a minute too. We have a set of products that directly you know, address this certain market that we're targeting. And it's just been all about, well, how do we find more people that could use this? Okay, we found them. Okay, now what do we need to say to them for them to want to buy our products and then recommend them to other people? Hmm. Okay, okay. So you first removed yourself from a uh, dollar per hour, um, your own personal time, using started, started using systems. Yeah. But then you were saying um, going into different target audiences. Um, yes. And you're talking about like healers and yogis. So uh, go ahead and dive more into that. Like I, I believe that's – you have some pretty cool insights on how that w- that worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean this is really the meat of what I wanted to share with people um, and it's come to light recently in the, about the last month or so. I started talking to a close friend of ours, I think probably a mutual friend, Lawrence, um, uh, a guy named Chris Rushlow here in – also in Colorado. And I was at a barbecue and he actually broke out you know, a napkin or whatever it was, a notebook. And he started writing about these five levels of customer awareness. Right, and I realized when he was writing this stuff down, there was a lot of stuff that I was doing unconsciously that was just working, and it also came to light the stuff that I was doing that wasn't working and why it wasn't working. Right, and so the information that he shared with me comes actually from Eugene Schwartz, who's the author of Breakthrough Advertising, um, and, and Eugene Schwartz shared this idea of the different levels of customer awareness, and this is like really, really, really important when it comes to marketing your products and services to understand these five levels because if you understand where your target market is in this process, you will know how to speak to them in a way that matches up for them perfectly, right? So for instance, and we'll jump into what the five levels are here in just a second. For instance, you know, um, like Lawrence and I work a lot with, with people that are into like the home business industry. So there's people that have been around the block for a while, Right, And you're going to talk to that group in a different way than you would talk to somebody who's just now finding out that this industry maybe even exists or is experiencing problems that this industry can solve and is looking for that solution. You happen to have it, and it's like a home business in this example. Right? You talk to those two different types of people in a very different way. Would you agree, Lawrence? Yeah. It's kind of like talking to someone in a different language. <laughs> it really is. It really is, and they have different problems, right? So in marketing, it's really – I think it's really about like identifying what people's problems are, finding people with those problems, and then using your product and service and, and matching it up with, with the way that they can understand that it's going to help them. You know, um, That's what I think is cool about marketing is there's always, there's always somebody that's looking for what you have. Your challenge is being able to find them and being able to um, accurately communicate to them either A, like helping them see what the problem is that they actually have. Um, and then also ultimately showing them that you have the solution to what, what it is that they've got going on. Cool. So these five levels of awareness, um, if you think about it and you can picture this in your mind, think of an upside-down triangle, right? 
So at the top, it's like the biggest slice. And you slice it into five slices from top to bottom. You got five at the top and number one at the bottom of this, this triangle, right? And you'll notice that the top, the slice at the top has the biggest area, right? And the slice at the bottom, level one, has the smallest area, right? So with the five levels, you know, it represents the number of people that are actually contained within these slices. Does that make sense? Yeah, so the majority of the people, the more broad sense will be at the very top, bigger slice. And as you get more specific, I believe, uh, it gets more niched, uh, more specific. It's a smaller group, but I guess it means it's more particular to their special needs and and wants. Correct, correct. So that's perfect. So I'm going to break the five slices down, just an overview, and then we can dive in a little bit into each one and maybe give some examples of, okay, if, you're, if, you, if you realize when we're, when we're talking about this subject that, oh, you know what, my target market is actually in this, this space here, um, we'll be providing some examples of how you might talk to those people um, and how you might present your product or service to them in a way that will make sense. And you can walk away from from today and listening to this podcast and be like, okay, cool. I know exactly what I got to do. So at the very top level five awareness um, is people that are, I guess the word you could use is, is unaware. Like one word, it's unaware. So these are people who don't even realize that they have a problem, right? And they, they don't even, yes. Yeah, so first of all, they have no idea that there's even a problem, <laughs> right? So it might be, you know, that person that's like living obliviously and doesn't even know that like, that they could use like a pizza rack inside the oven so that their pizzas don't get all messed up. Right. They don't, they don't even <laughs> yeah, know that yeah. there's a problem yet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, like I actually lot. like that. Um, there's a, there's a story. I don't know if you saw this video on Facebook. If you haven't, I got to send it to you. Um, but you're talking about not being aware. There's this lady who was so cheap. She baked a lasagna in her dishwasher. Oh, what? To save money. But then when she served it, people were like, you know what it tasted like? It tasted like W-A-T-E-R. Tasted like water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it's the unaware – like why would you do that? Like not knowing right. – like her direct result wasn't to make something like that. It's just like she didn't know any better. She would yeah. carry a light bulb around her house and you have one light bulb. <laughs> it's like you don't save that much. But I was, right. I was, I was laughing so bad. So – but but it's kind of like this is the biggest this is the biggest biggest uh, I guess uh, audience that you would come into like you know people who sm- I guess now people who smoke kind of know you know it's probably not good for you but back in the day how did you not know I mean you just did it I mean yeah. uh, the the Joe Camel was smoking and it's just the thing to do so the unawareness uh, part of it is like, how how would you solve someone's problem who didn't even know it existed. Right. Well, you know, and that's the thing, man. It's like if you've ever watched Shark Tank, I think you watch Shark Tank, right? There's like you notice that there's a lot of people that come in there when they don't get a deal. One of the common problems that the entrepreneurs will say, you know, like like the investors will say is like, look, I like the product, but I think there's going to be a long education process for people to actually even understand that they could use this product and it can make an impact in their life. So when I look at like a level five, it's actually not a place that I would personally like to go because I'm not going to spend a lot of time, money, and energy educating the prospect on, you know, why they have a problem in the first place. So it is a broad area, but I would almost rather have life circumstances and situations help other people realize that they have a problem in the first place 
like, you know, the lady that served the lasagna that she cooked in her, in her dishwasher, you know, she had her guests go, dude, this tastes weird. It tastes like what? Like, this is weird. You know, I would rather have people go through that experience and be like, oh, so I do have a problem. And then they shift themselves into a level four awareness, which is the next one that we're going to talk about. Okay. Right. The next level is level four awareness. So again, this is a smaller slice of that big pie. And the word to describe this area is problem aware, problem aware. So these are people who know that they have a problem and they have some idea like what it is, but they aren't aware of like the solution, right? They aren't aware of the solution. So, so like broke people, someone who's yeah, broke. Yeah. They're like, man, this sucks. Like I'm not able to pay my bills every month. I know that there's a problem here, but I just, I don't know what I'm going to do to solve this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that's like a lot of the people that like, like we serve, like this level four awareness is actually where my partner Nikki and I play often. You know, we're talking about like how we work with, you know, healers, coaches, change agents, people like that. They have a business um, that's not doing as well as they would like, like it to do. They're not able to reach the people that they need to. They're not able to close the sale. They have issues with selling to people. Um, you know, I could, I could go on and on and on the list. The, the problems that these people experience, they just don't know what they're going to do to solve it, Right. And so when it comes to what Nikki and I do, we show up as like the white knight who's going to come save the day and come help them solve this problem that they are aware of in the first place. Okay. Right? So, so as long as you know what the problems are, you're then searching out these people who know they have a problem. Correct. Correct. How would you do that? Like what, what would be a, um, an example in any – any way you can, I guess, online, yeah. offline, wherever. How would you find someone who has a problem and you know they have a problem? Yeah, I've got, I got you. This is a great question. So I was just going to say, well, how do you communicate to this person in the first place? Well, you're going to speak in terms of like benefits and the things that they're having anxiety with. So for instance, if you can picture like I used to go to networking events um, when I was first starting my business and I would go on there and there's a bunch of entrepreneurs, <laughs> most of whom were struggling. That's why they're at networking events. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad joke, but Hey, that's what I experienced here in Denver on at least the ones that I went to. So I would speak when I would, when I would talk to people, I would talk about, Hey, like, you know, I can help you attract more clients to your business, right? Or I can help you, um, create more steady income with your business or, um, I was, so that's, that's like a benefit driven sort of thing. You, you put a little breadcrumb out there and people are like, Oh, tell me more about that. Right. Or I might say when I'm talking to somebody, well, have you ever had any issues like with ups and downs in your coaching practice? You know, one month you've got like 10 clients, the next month you've got like two, you know, has that been a problem for you? And they're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It keeps me up at night. I have a hard time dealing with this. Right. So a quick way would be you ask the question that is the problem to see if they acknowledge. Yeah, you ask the question that people are already having in their head. Okay, and so that would work with ad copy if you had a blog post or an ad running out there. And they would either respond to it or not respond to it. If they respond to it, then you know, hey, I just basically called out your problem and you acknowledged it. Totally, totally. So yeah, so both levels five and four – are mostly benefit driven. So if you're writing email um, headlines or, or blog headlines or I mean anything that you're doing with copywriting, it's going to be benefit driven for the people that are level five and level four awareness because they're because you're you're addressing that question that they have in their head already, and that's what gets them actually leaning forward and wanting to know more about what you have. A three awareness, which might be like 
I know, like, look, I'll be real. Like, Lawrence and I came from a background, like, we love playing video games, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, I used to be a big console guy. So for me, when it came to buying a new TV, it wasn't about, hey, am I able to see this, this screen from across the room? It was more about how crisp is the, is the detail on the, on the TV? Does it play HD or not? Um, does it have all the hookups that I would need for my Xbox? Um, is it able to plug into my computer if I wanted to play something from my computer on my TV? Right? Those kind of questions are somebody that's at a level of three awareness that are like, look, I know what my problem is. I know one of my solutions is here in this store. I want to know like, what features you have uh, in this television specifically that make me, would make me want to buy it. So level three, what, what is the, the term? So level four was problem was aware. What's level three? Um, I believe the, the, the term is solution aware. Solution aware, guys. Solution aware. Yeah, so you're, you're looking for that specific solution. And the way that you want to talk to these people in your marketing is like you want to be giving claims of like how things – like how, how what you have works. And you also want to give proof that it works. Hmm. Right? So for instance, with, with, the, with the television, it's like, yeah, like, you know, um, video gamers come and buy this television, you know, and uh, they enjoy their experience ten times more because – uh, you know, it's better quality, better quality photo. Um, gamer, gamers love this, love this television more than anybody else. I don't know. Like, that's yeah, well, yeah, that's good because I used to work at a, uh, a video game store called Babbage's, which is now owned by GameStop and yeah, EB Games, I guess. Uh-huh. And you'd have a grandma who comes in and goes, "Hey, I want to get Johnny a video game." Yeah, she knows there's a problem. But there's like a billion things she could have bought, right? Correct. Versus a kid who comes in and goes, "Hey, look, I, I really want to play Tekken." Yeah, and it's like, what the heck is Tekken? But the person really knew what Tekken was. They know exactly what they wanted, and they go, "Hey, can I buy a new or used one?" And then as the salesperson, is like, "Well, this is why you want a used one. But if you buy the new one, you know, maybe we'll give you ten percent off of a strategy guide, or hey, if you trade in some old games, we'll reduce the price." But we already know that person's ready to buy, and they kind of know what they wanted already coming in. So check this out. So check this out. You just zoomed through the next two steps, actually. Because you're, you're, you know how the sales thing works intuitively. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the person – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a small tweak to what you said. The, the kid coming in who, who says, I want to play Tekken, they're actually going to be more at like a level two, level one awareness versus the person that comes in and says, I want to play a fighting game. Ah, gotcha. Right? So they come in. They're looking for the fighting game. They just don't know which fighting game they want. Street Fighter, Tekken, uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Oh yeah. man, love me some Soul Calibur. <laughs> Did you ever play Killer Instinct? That was not a man. I mean, I gotta be honest. Like my parents wouldn't let me play those games. A <laughs> <laughs> <Or> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. That one was like I had to go down the street and play with my friends because I wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. So that level three, I love it, man. We're so, we're so nerdy. So so that level three is like the, they want to play the fighting game. They don't know which fighting game. So when it comes to like like the home business industry, you know, it's like I know that I want to be in a home business because it gives me like freedom, you know, more time, more money, blah blah blah. Um, but I want to know which of these businesses is going to work the best for me, mm. right? That would be more like like level three. So I love how you drop some great examples of what level two and level one are. So let's just dive into those now. Um, and again, we're, you'll notice the similarities between levels one, two, and three. It's all features-based. People like already know that there's a solution here for them. They just want to know like more details about them. Um, so when you said the, the customer comes in and, and like, now they know that they want Tekken, 
right? Now they know that they want Tekken, this specific fighting game. Um, now they want to know, like, why should I, like, why should I buy it from you? Right? Like, like, why should I buy it from you? So when you said, like, yeah, you can give them a 10% discount, right? Or you can give them a strategy guide with what they have. That's somebody that's in this level. The word to describe level two is product aware. Product aware. So they know the video game that they want. This is a great example. I love the video game example. This is working well. So they're product aware. They know which video game they want. Now they're looking at like, well, who's going to give me the deal? Hmm. Who's going to give me the deal? They open up the newspaper. They're looking for the deal. They go, they go search the deal on the internet. They're looking for the deal. So that, that's me. Um, I was the guy when I was working as an engineer you know, to cut back on costs but still you know, play some video games. I would wait for the Sunday paper, wait for like a Best Buy or a Fry's or a, I guess we had a Circuit City and stuff like that. And I would look through the Sunday advertising to see when a game was on sale. Yeah. I, I already knew I wanted a game or a couple games I guess. And then if it was on sale, that's the store I would visit. Yes. And I did the same exact thing growing up. Yeah, it, it's, it's, and that's interesting because a lot of uh, stay-at-home moms and just you know conscious you know uh, uh, mothers who buy toys, buy clothes, that's the type of advertising they know they want it, and they just need to know where to get it at that point. The, the product is they already know what it is, they know why they want it. Now it's just who can give them the best offer because they know it exists. Yeah, and that person's going to shop around, right? And they're looking for. I mean, price is one of those things that that really gets them. So if you wanna if you wanna market to people like that, you just know that you've got to you've got to have the better deal. Yeah, right? you gotta you have what we deal. call a USP, a unique selling proposition. Why would they buy from you? Thirty day money back guarantee, um, Costco return it if it's if it doesn't fit your needs. Um, you know, trading two games will give you half off. Some unique way to, you know, who you could really talk to your customer, and that customer is like, well, dang, I, I gotta go here now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so that sort of leads us like into the level one awareness, and uh, and I would say that in all of this stuff, most people are gonna work their way down this ladder before they before they buy from you. Right, they've got to they got to become aware of what's going on. They've got to become more educated on what the different solutions are. Then they start looking for the deal, and then they get down to level one, which is where a lot of purchasing decisions are made. Which level one is the word for level one is most aware, most aware. So these are customers and prospects who already know everything they need to know about your solution, and really like. I might have a little bit of difficulty describing this one because different industries are, are have different ways of really selling to this this person. But when you look at like the um, let's say like the coaching industry where I came from, or even like the home based industry where like we're we're kind of at right now, or even affiliate marketing, um, there's way like the word that comes to mind for me at this level one is is exclusivity, right? It's like exclusivity. So like. How do you market to a level one? Because they, they've already found like they're, they're shopping around for the deals, right? They don't really care where they get the deal, but they'll get the deal. When I look at level one, I'm thinking, okay, this person wants to get it specifically from one person for some reason that goes beyond everybody else. So when I look at like when people want to come like join our, join our business and build a home business on the internet, what somebody at this level one is like, okay, 
when I join you, like, am I going to get some sort of coaching? Like, am I going to get something with you that I cannot get anywhere else? That I cannot get anywhere else. And that's what I mean by the term exclusivity. Yeah, I mean, because you'll have people who will follow you for like six months and they're just, you know, maybe they're just too tied up on something else or a different project, but they know they only want to work with Avram. Correct. In that case, I mean, they already know they want, you know, to, to you know, do a business with you. It's just at that time when it's, you know, when they're ready to take action, it's now exclusive only to Abram. Right. They're like, I know that I'm going to get, you know, a hug. <laughs> right? <laughs> or they know, I mean, it's like you can't, I can't, they can't get an Abram hug from anybody else except for me, you know. And it's a funny metaphor, but it's true because there's just certain things that people can't get. Um, from somebody else, and that's what that level one person is looking for. Um, when they've already shopped around, they've already looked for all the deals, they're like, but look, I want something that I can't get anywhere else, and I want to know if you have that one thing that I really, really want. Which so, is kind of interesting because most of the home business people we service or people who are getting ready to join our industry, you know, the way they market is they promote the company. They promote, oh, it's got, you know, it's it's debt free and you know, you yeah. can make you can make six hundred dollars a month. But that has nothing to do with them. Correct. Hmm. Correct. And that's like a level three marketing um, awareness, like a level three awareness, you know, marketing the company and, and all these features about the company that it has nothing to do with you. Um, you know, at that level, people are they're they don't know why they should choose you over somebody else. Right. So that's why like in your marketing, if you're marketing like those level three and below people, you want to show them why, why your particular solution and why working with you directly is going to benefit them the most based off of what you already know about them and what they're looking for. Mm. So I know those are like some fluffy words for saying like, you know, if you're familiar with like what your customer avatar is, you know, the one person that you would love to buy your product and service and that would get the most benefit out of it, like that's your customer avatar. So when I look at people that we've sponsored on the internet, I'm like, okay, who have been the people that have been the most fun to work with, have bought the most product and seen the most success with what we have? And I'm like, oh, interesting. When I look at like the top three people that we've sponsored, I'm like, okay, they're women and they're into these specific things in regards to, to, to spirituality. And the weird thing was, Lawrence, they were all coaches. Hmm. They're all from the coaching industry. So I'm like, okay, I know that they come from this background. Now I know that they have these specific problems. I'm going to help them solve those problems with our system, right? So, you know, I'm working with like a level four awareness, people that are in this coaching industry. Um, but I, but I got to drill down. I know I know what they want. I know what their problems are. So when I look at that customer avatar, I just told you a little bit about them. There's more stuff that I, that I know about them, more specific. Um, but when you know that about your customer, you just fit that stuff into all these different levels of awareness that we, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. It's no longer about what you think they need. You just got to find out what they really want and then serve that. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that, I, that I'd like to share, um, you know, kind of like as we close this thing out is like, one of the things that confused the crap out of me when I first learned about this was I was thinking, oh my gosh, so I'm going to have to learn how to market to level five and then bring people all the way down through this system. How the heck do I do that? How do I get them from five to four to three to two to one? Like that just sounds insane. 
And, uh, and it was really simplified for me this last weekend after going to another workshop and working with some of the folks that taught me this in the first place, that if you think about it like that, that's overcomplicating things. What I would do, and to make this super easy on you, if you're just getting started trying to create an income from home no matter what it is that you're doing, um, I would choose either level three awareness or level four awareness, right? And make it easy and just make all your messaging about that. And eventually if people are following along with you long enough and they're getting your emails and they're getting your content and stuff or they're watching you on social media, they will work themselves down the ladder automatically. But you are the person who introduced things to them and they'll ultimately some of those people will want to buy from you. That's how I would simplify this whole process. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I realized like, you know, um, we market to a lot of people who are level four, like these coaches and stuff. Well, when they come into our business, then what happens? Well, then they become aware of these features and these extra things that they need to do. Maybe they didn't know that they, that they had to become marketers in order to make a successful business. But now that they have become a part of a business that requires marketing, they become – they go from that level four to a level three automatically, right? And I can better serve those people now on the back end by offering them more products and services that address those needs as they work their way down the ladder naturally. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it just happens. It just happens. Just go through the process and they'll move themselves forward. So that's kind of like something um, I think you were touching lightly on. It's kind of like you got to market to what they want, but – you know, once you start building teams, once you've sponsored a lot of people and have a lot of clients, eventually you have to sneak in what they need, yeah. not what they want. So yeah. it's like you, you bring them in because of what they wanted, but really you give them what they need. Correct. Correct. And it's like, you know, when you when you start to become, you know, high level and more successful, that's when you can really start to like engineer this stuff even more. Right. Um, but when I look at like how Nikki and I came into this industry in the first place, we didn't know what we were doing, but we were marketing to level fours, people who were just like us, who were aware that they, you know, had problems paying their bills and, uh, didn't have the time with their family that they wanted, or didn't have the successful thriving coaching business that they wanted. That was, you know, changing the world. Like they had these problems, um, but they didn't know what the solutions were. And we were just offering up, you know, what we had as a solution to that. And uh, it worked really well, and it still works well to this day, even though we're just now realizing why it worked and, uh, and why it's helped us build you know, multiple six-figure income is because of the stuff that I'm sharing with you today. It's like we were, we were unconsciously targeting the people um, that, that were most resonated with us and what we had to offer. Can, we, can you um, repeat um, – was it Eugene Schwartz? Was yeah, the Eugene Schwartz Breakthrough Advertising is the book. Breakthrough Advertising. Breakthrough Advertising. I think it's the book's like over 50 years old, right? And if you look at like really successful marketers and, and what they're doing now, you'll – after after learning this stuff, you'll be like, oh, they're marketing to this level or this level, right? Um, you know, there, there's some people like Lawrence, you know, some people like they, they – um, they're big into discounts and deals and they're marketing to that level too. And they're doing like high volume, but they may not have the same customer value or retention, but they have a way of marketing that they know who those people are. They know who the deal shoppers are. They're going to, they're going to get it. They're going to bring them in, you know, like they're, they're marketing like Walmart, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
which is cool. And there's a, there's a market for every one of these levels out there. Um, you just got to choose which one works with you, um, which one most resonates with you, and uh, how you can best serve that, that level of awareness. That's, that's pretty awesome. I think that would be killer for paid advertising, especially through Facebook. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's so much opportunity with that if you know what people are looking for. And then, you know, it's like we're talking about the levels of awareness here. And, uh, and that, that gives you some insight onto where people are and how they're functioning um, psychologically. But there's also like a whole other layer that you can throw on this that, you know, we just don't have time to get in here today. But it's like people have certain value systems too. Right, and so when you start digging into your customer avatar and, and you and you find out what they find most valuable, you can just add a whole extra layer of gangster on top of this what we, stuff we talked about today, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and it's like yeah, when you know that people are into you know the four hour work week and you're targeting people on Facebook, you know, and they're already into the four hour work week, well, they're going to be either level four, level um, either level three or level four. Level three is like they've already tried doing stuff on the internet, but they're still not sure which way to go with it. Or level four is they they watched, they read the four hour work week and they're like, dang, like I really have no idea where to start. Like, give me a solution. I need somewhere to plug in because I'm just overwhelmed by all the information here. Can you explain to our audience what a avatar is? I know we we talked about it a couple times. Yeah, when I think of a customer avatar, it's like I picture the one person in my mind who. A, like, I mean, just who just really wants and could benefit from what I have to offer. And I think it's the easiest way to, to figure it out. So if I took that person and I wrote out on a piece of paper everything about them, so demographically, you know, it could be it could include um, where they live, how old they are, male or female, um, income, uh, you know, yearly income, um, that kind of stuff. That's like all the dem- demographics of your customer avatar. Right. And you could, you know, even like, yeah, like ethnicity and uh, all that kind of stuff. That's like the demographic side of it. And then you can split it off and look at like, well, what is it that they're interested in? What do they love reading? Uh, What are the thought leaders that they're following? Um, Where where do they spend their money? You know, what do they at the end of the day, what do they find most important that if they don't have it um, leaves them feeling unfulfilled? Like you can just you can. You can go as deep and detailed as you want, and the more that you do understand this customer avatar, this like think about like the one person, um, you can build your business off of that. I think of I think of Marie Forleo. You know, um, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out her content and you're listening to this, go check out Marie Forleo on YouTube and just watch one of her videos. You'll figure out really quickly who her customer avatar is. Right? It's like it's a middle aged woman. You know, who wants to make a difference in the world and who's been thinking about starting their own bit like their own business, but it's not really sure like where to go yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can totally tell the way she, she caters to that particular audience because when I watch her stuff, I'm just like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly and that's the thing to get about your customer avatar is like be okay with choosing the one because that one type of person is gonna be a fanatic about what you have. And it's okay that other people like like Lawrence, for instance, doesn't resonate with that because he's not her audience, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and she actually started you know doing more and more videos, and she got people writing in that said, "Hey, like I actually watch your show with my kids all the time, and they're super inspired." So her customer avatar actually evolved over time based off of feedback she got from her audience that was like, um, 
hey, I watch this with my kids. So she's like, you know what? If 80% of the people that are watching my show, they've got kids, they've got families, they watch it with their families together, um, I'm going to adjust my avatar a little bit. You know, I'm going to, I realize now that I'm getting feedback from my audience that they're actually family people, right? Mothers, mothers with children, they're watching with their kids. So she adjusted her language a little bit, you know, more PC friendly. You know, she added a little bit more goofiness to keep, keep the kids more entertained while they're watching with mom or dad. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if there's some dude in his 60s or 70s that's uh, into her message, cool. But that's not her, her ultimate customer avatar. Yeah, that's killer, man. That's killer. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I want to thank you for coming out and, and doing this podcast. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your time. Where can our audience learn more about you and, you know, maybe just kind of see more, more of the stuff that you offer because this stuff is pretty gangster. For sure, man. For sure. Um, so obviously, like I do, I do a lot of stuff on Facebook. I love communicating and, and contacting people and interacting on Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook, um, Avram Gonzalez. That's A V is Victor R A M is in Mary Gonzalez with an S at the end. There's only one of me on the internet. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, my name's pretty unique. People can't can't even figure out like where like where you come from, dude. And I'm like, well, you'll have to figure that out. So so that's where you can find me on Facebook. And then I also have something really cool that I think um, people can benefit from. I did this webinar uh, about a year and a half ago, and I actually ended up charging people like 97 bucks for it. And uh, I want to give it away free for people who are listening right now. Basically, I taught on that webinar, you know, how to take. Any hobby, interest, passion, you know, whether you love baking or you're really into Smurfs, I don't care. Um, there's a way to monetize that, that dream and that passion. And so I actually created a webinar that's like teaching you five different ways that you can monetize that. And you can turn it into income using the internet specifically. So you can go find that at haveitalltoday.com forward slash LT. Haveitalltoday.com forward slash LT. That's for Lawrence Tam. And then you guys can go there and you can pick up that, that thing that I was selling for 97 bucks. You can get that for free just for watching and hanging out with us today. Hey, man, thanks. Haveitalltoday.com slash LT. Fantastic, man. Cool. That's, that's, that's freaking awesome. So you can find Avram on Facebook and also uh, get this pretty cool uh, webinar he has. Uh, pick it up. And uh, hey, thank, thank you for your time. Hey, I, I can't wait to have you on to our next podcast, but I appreciate your time, my man. And I know, you got, I know you have to go run, but, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, the stuff that you're teaching is so fundamental um, at a level that we didn't really understand, you know, how, you know, how like subconsciously we do it at, at, at a, you know, when we go into marketing, but to break it down to different levels, um, it will help any business in any type of, of space um, learning how to draw more customers and make more sales. So thanks, Avram. You're welcome. It, it's powerful and I would recommend listening to this multiple times because you'll get something new out of it every time and you're going to have light bulb moments for you and your business. So I just can't wait for, for people to have breakthroughs just listening to what we talked today. I, thanks for having me out, LT. It was a lot of Sweet, fun. man. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for listening to podcast number 16. The show notes will be at my blog at www.lawrencetam.net slash podcast 16 and you know i'll go ahead and subscribe to my itunes um if you're using android phones you can use stitcher now um and all that information will be on the blog lawrencetam.net slash podcast 16 and as always leave me some reviews you know ask me some questions 
um, you know, kind of kind of dive into how, what kind of topics or who you want me to interview. We'd love to hear from you. I appreciate you. Thanks for um, letting the show cross over ten thousand downloads. See you on the next podcast. This is Project Mayhem with Lawrence Tam. Peace. <laughs>